Hello, and welcome to the Four Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo, and I am the founder and the director of the Four Bronx Project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories, and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community, such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local, and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. Today we are joined by Shira Silverman. Hey Shira, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Shira Silverman is the manager of the Riverdale Wise Sunday Market. Most recently, Shira became the market manager in September of 2019 and added volunteer coordinator to her responsibilities at the Riverdale Y in February 2022. She has lived in and around Riverdale since 1980 and is a longtime board member of Congregation Tehila. 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 As well as parent coordinator for the Hebrew school when her kids were young. So we welcome you today. Thank you. I am a huge fan of the Riverdale Y Sunday Market, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. Um, So you work at the Y. I do. I'm a full-time employee of the Y. And what do you do at the Y? Um, I work half-time. I know you you do everything, but how do we, how do we, yeah. (laughs) I work half-time as the market manager, and I work the other half as the volunteer coordinator. And what that means is that I work with the director of volunteers on all of the things that are already happening. So the mobile food pantries that we do at the Y and at Ampark, um, running teen programs, designing and running teen programs during the summer, working with the teens during the year. And the other part of the job, which is really cool, is that we can come up with new stuff and we can make new connections to make things happen because the volunteer department and the Sunday market and the com- and community engagement are all part of the WISE Center for Social Impact. And the Center for Social Impact is about supporting the community, about identifying needs in the community and figuring out how the Y can support them. Right. Right. And, you know, I want to thank the Y because over the summer we had the teen program. Um, We have a storage unit down on 230th Street and the kids came and they helped us organize the storage to get the items ready to relocate to um, the shelters for Four Bronx. So I want to thank you and thank the Y for letting making that happen. You're welcome. Yeah. Shout out to Alexandra, too. You guys are great. Um, So, yeah, the Y has been around for how long? It's been forever. The Y has actually been around since... 1920 something. Okay. It's had five different locations. It started in the South Bronx and it just kept moving further and further uptown. In fact, we just gave a whole bunch of archival materials to the Bronx Historical Society. And there was this really interesting negative in there which showed all the locations and when they were there. So actually, I think the centennial might be coming up okay. sometime this decade. Well, they've been around a long time, longer before you and I were a twinkle in our daddy's eyes. Um, <laughs> now, I uh, the first time I heard, I mean, everyone knows the why. There's a song about the why, you know, but this specific why, I first heard about it about 15 years ago. Um, 
through the senior center. Now, I'm a waitress in town for God knows how long, and the older people would always talk about the senior center at the Y that they love to go. And that's another program that's there as well, right? Yes, it's amazingly dynamic. There are so many things to do in the senior center. I mean, there you can art classes, fitness classes, and the lunch. The lunch, you go up there. Well, first of all, we have an amazing cook. Her okay. name is Kaya, and she, they don't even know how lucky they are. <laughs> and um, and the lunch is extremely popular, and it's, it's, you know, it's the food, it's the social interaction. And in fact, yesterday was the Rosh Hashanah lunch, and that drew 200 people. Wow. 200 seniors. Two in, uh, or just everybody. 200 seniors, probably including... Jeff Dinowitz and Eric Dinowitz and um, and our um, and our and our DA and Darcel um, Clark, Darcel Clark and Vanessa Gibson. Oh, okay, awesome. So awesome. Everybody came. It was a big event. Do you know a lot of the seniors there? I know some of the. Seniors Do you know a woman there. named Martha? She's she does like she teaches a, a virtual fitness class, and she's been going there forever. That's how I know of the why through Martha. Martha is like ninety five years old, and she's leading. Uh, aerobics class virtually that she started throughout the pandemic oh wow is that not insane and she is a, a regular at the Y senior center I'm afraid that I know more people by sight yeah because as I get older but 95 I'm 33 I can't even get out of bed can you imagine <laughs> this so there's just like so much going on at the Y you have art exhibits right yes you have um, events, you have an event space that people can come and do things. Um, we have a mutual love for a special man here in Riverdale with the name of Rick Feldman. Oh, for sure. Rick Feldman is very tied into the why and all these amazing initiatives that he starts and, and helps with in Riverdale. Um, I think he's the only person in Riverdale for me personally. Like Rick Feldman could say, okay, can you like climb the George Washington Bridge and hang a flyer for Art for Aid? And I may consider doing it. Like, you don't tell Rick Feldman no. Never, right? I mean, <laughs> there's, well, the great thing about Rick is that there's no reason. There's no reason. Rick, He's no. just an amazing... He great ideas. Oh, my goodness. And then he says, oh, I think we should do them. And I'm like, yeah, I think we should do that. Um, I mean, there's... I. We have done so many amazing things. So many things. Like, and you have the capacity to do these huge events with so many people. It's remarkable. We do. And you did something for Martin Luther King Day, right? That was a huge event there. That's been an annual thing for as long as I've been there, the MLK sur- Day of Service. Yes. Um, it probably dates to when President Obama started that. Um, and it's got, yeah, it's, it's always got at least three major components, and it is a big thing to run. And then I know a bunch of people who their kids are in the daycare. Is it a nursery school or a daycare program? It's the Early Childhood Center. Yes. The Y is a real full-service community There's center. a pool there. There's a fitness center. I mean, there's a theater there. There's What is the name of the theater company that... Riverdale Rising Stars? Rising Stars. Rising Stars. And that's, um, uh, that's Lori's. That she Lori Walton. That Lori Walton's. And she built it up. And they put together some of the most extraordinary productions. I mean, real professional productions with the younger kids with the older kids with the adults with the right. older adults um they the gala last year they did this program of broadway numbers with professionals oh. that was unbelievable i was a student of Lori walton back in the day she's ah. nothing short of amazing so the why so this is the why you work with the volunteers at the why right yes okay 
So now, 2019 comes. How did this market come to be? The market came about in 2011. Oh, okay. And it was a it was a group of people, including um, including the then executive director of the Y, Marty Michael, who decided that they wanted to have a um, a farmers market to provide fresh local food to the community. Um, I think they, they you know they they tried they investigated a few ways to do it. You know, maybe having a partnership with another organization, and they ended up doing it themselves. And it started at RKA okay. in the arcade, and it, it 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 was a presence that entire time. And there were there were really some extraordinary vendors in there. Um, I mean, I started so I started in, on, in September two thousand nineteen, and. I started with some of the most extraordinary vendors ever, like Orchards of Conklin, General Cochran Farm, Doremi Farms, Orwasher's Bread, Doc Pickle, um, Irvington Delight, Mediterranean food, um, the Cheese Guy. The Cheese Guy. <laughs> Cardamom Man. No. That's no, he's new. Okay, I'm, I'm jumping. So, um, Cardamon Man started in 2020. He approached oh, okay. Me. So, he started, yeah. So, that, he, he was actually a part of... All right. So, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, that was 2019, and we were, in our, we, were, we were at RK. 2020. In fact, March 9th, 2020, if I'm not mistaken, the school construction authority decided they were going to completely renovate the arcade, and so they put up scaffolding on March 9th. Now, we all know what happened on March 16th, because that was the date of the lockdown. Right. Um, so that kiboshed the market for a while, and then we were able to bring it, after a lot of research on COVID safety, which in retrospect was a little bit of overkill, just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, um, but we needed to do that. That was really important. Um, in June, we were able to reopen with all of the social distancing and all of the, you know, all of the right. other things in place. And so good that it's an outdoor event. So. And it wor- really worked for us. Right. Because it put us on the map. We were the only show in town. And so a lot more people learned about the market than had known about it before. Right. That's what I started learning about it because it was just the talk of the town during that time. It was an outdoor place and activity to go and pick up some local stuff. Exactly. And actually, that's at that time, we needed a huge number of volunteers. Um, it could not have happened without all of the volunteers that we had. So 2020, we, were, oh, we opened in June, um, and we started with eight core vendors, um, the one, all of the ones that I named, plus the cardamom man. He started then. Okay. And we've had him ever since. And, of course, he's one of the best vendors anyone could ever have. And he promotes it so well. And, like, so these are your OGs. These are your, like, solid. And then you get people in and out kind of things. One week they're here, one week they're not. Yes. There are some vendors who maybe they're in a lot of different places. Um, Maybe they do a lot of different markets. Maybe they don't have the bandwidth for all the markets. So, for example, um, Boogie Down Bronx Honey. That's Sean Flynn. He, had, uh, he does our market one Sunday. He does Pella market the next Sunday. And he's committed. You know, he's, he's, he's in. 
So that's why it's so important that he's with us every other week. We have another vendor, Aronia Berryberry, Vic. Um, so you need to come to the market and learn about the Aronia Berry, by the way, because nobody knows about the Aronia Berry, and it's fantastic. Okay. Um, he comes every other week as well. Um, so for us, it's a matter of being able to bring all these people to Riverdale at whatever frequency so that they can offer their products. Right. I guess as a, as a vendor, like if I had a small business, it's better to like kind of make the rounds, not stay in like one, you know, every other. Some people, it, it's worth it for them to every week. And then some people, they go to different things because there's different markets like upstate, right? Oh, yeah. There are a whole bunch in Westchester. There, there are a whole, yeah. We won't name them, though. We won't name them, because the Riverdale Y Sunday Market is the only market that's worth naming right now. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, that's what It's the only about, farmer's market fair. in Riverdale? It's the only farmer's market in Riverdale. Okay. And, well, um, hold on. There actually, there are, in our area, during at least during the height of the season, there is the possibility of shopping for fresh produce four days a week. And that's worth saying. R&H, so right? So you have us... On Sunday, okay. so we have the three we have three produce farms on Sunday. Okay. Then Wednesday you have the um, the youth stand at Train Park, Van Cortlandt Park Alliance. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, that's on Orloff Avenue. That's on Orloff Avenue and Gale Place. That's in my hood. Uh huh. And then on Thursday you can go to Riverdale Neighborhood House, and they have they also it's and they're both youth stands. I mean that's they're really quite exciting because it's a chance for these teens to really learn about how to run a youth stand. Right. So pretty, very classy, I think. Right. And, um, and then James Baldwin Outdoor Learning Center on Saturday, they have um, Clatter Valley Farm, and then they do all sorts of activities, a lot of activities, like dance, drumming, poetry, book club. They do a lot of stuff. And, I mean, one of the things about, one of the things about farmer's markets is that it's not like we've hit a saturation point or anything like that. Okay. You know, there's room and there's and it's great that we can all work together. Yeah, and like, you know, I think you have a great base of vendors, a great base of shoppers, and that's the most important part of the farmer's market. Um, but you've also now expanded this farmer's market to be more like cultural as well. So you have live music, you have different events that go on centered around the farmer's market. So when you go to this market, I've been to a few of these events, you you know, it's like a gathering space just as much as it is a farmer's market. So you can go there one week, it's like live music. We had a pollinator palooza that we were part of over there like that was super cool so like you set it up in the middle it's like information tables people come they shop they look around the kids get their face painted they get arts and crafts like it's a whole day out exactly and I mean this started in 20 I mean I wasn't so familiar with it before 2008 before September 2019 um but I would say that in 2020, people were talking about how it was the only place that they felt like they could talk to their neighbors. It was a chance to talk to their neighbors and their friends. And then it's a great venue to it's do great. things. It and is. it going, ranging from music. I mean, everyone loves music. Right. Customers love music. Vendors love music. I love music. And... Events like the Pollinator Palooza, which are so intrinsically linked to what farmers markets are all about. I mean, farmers markets are about sustainability. They're about um, they're about local about they're they're about local food. Mm-hmm. 
um, and growing it locally. So that gets into the whole native plants and, you know, all of these. So that's an example of something that's just, that's what a farmer's market is about so that it makes sense. So that when Rick Feldman came to me mm-hmm. and said, we need to do a pollinator event, and this is actually the third year of the pollinator events. Okay. He calls it, it's, he says it's a seven-year project, by the way. He does, that's his thing, seven-year project. Seven-year project. Um, so when he came to me and said, we need to do this, the answer is, of course. So how do we do that? Because it's perfect. Right. Um, we've had other events that are more general. I mean, we're, we're having, um, there's, we also, we have, a, we have a grant for Riverdale Art Fest to showcase local artists in the market. Because, I mean, I'm talking about how they're the themes of the market. There are things that we really need to talk about relating to the market and to the vendors and all of these things. Um, and then it's also, it's a nice large space where a lot of people come and it's a chance to do interesting things. I mean, I think that with this market, and this is how I've treated it all this time, the sky's the limit. It is. You could do whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many things. There's like, so many possibilities, so many things thought, to do. I mean, I feel, to me, I feel like we've only just started. I feel like you haven't even scratched the surface yet. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm going to tell you, I got it. Shout out to all your vendors, but I do have a favorite product in that market. Can I tell you what it is? Of course. I love, I don't know if it's Conklin Farms. He's kind of like towards the back, and he has like the apple cider and the donuts. Of Who is course. that? That's Richards of Conklin. Their donuts. Those apple cider donuts are so good. Okay, so good. That's my favorite the, product. Okay, but here's the important question. Uh, are you all about the sugar, the powdered sugar ones, or about the plain? No, it has to have the powder. I mean, go big or go home. <laughs> Give me all the sugar. I mean, no, yeah, no. I need uh, cinnamon sugar on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, go big or go home for me. So um, I love that. And um, we were introduced to a local business through you that is a vendor there as well called Ground Up Coffee. Oh, yes, they're they're lovely. Shout out to them. They're amazing. Um, we feature them, you know, in a um, small business spotlight for Black History Month. So we never I never would have met them if it wasn't for you in the market. So thank you so much for that. One of the things about Ground Up Coffee is that they're a good example of what a vendor really should be. How so? Well, first of all, they have a great product. I mean, obviously, you have to start there. But the other part specifically about being in a farmer's market is that you have to be dynamic. You have to have a vibe. They have yes, such a good vibe. They do. Like, you just want to walk over to them. It's branded. And, they're and nice guys. Them. You know, it's, it's great. I know what you're saying. Yes. And for, success, for a vendor to be successful... You can't just throw a table out there and just expect... You got to, like, kind of sell it. You know, that's the whole point. You can't just sit there on your phone. And there are various ways, like, we had a vendor once where the salesperson was... There were a couple salesperson who were really, really dynamic, like, could could go on the stage kind of dynamic, right? And then we had someone who was very quiet, and she was so welcoming, like you could feel that welcoming vibe, even though she was so quiet. And that's that's another way to go. Right. Um, do you actually shop at the market too? Of course. You do. And you do it like towards the end. Like, how do you sh- you know how do you shop? Or in the beginning, you get no, the first dibs on everything. At the beginning, well, at the beginning when I worked there, I was so busy that I would go home and I'd be like, I didn't bring anything home. I have no food. What's oh you know, my this goodness? Is, this is a problem. So I have developed strategies. So let's say Orchards of Conklin, and I didn't. I did it wrong last week. But usually, what I do is that I'll see the strawberries and I'll see, and I'll put it. I'll carefully put it behind in one of the crates, and I'll come back later. Right. Um, and then, 
but I, I do a lot of last minute stuff like it like, like as they're wrapping it up like Noah the car to my man he'd actually put all his box all his stuff in his car and I said um could, could you possibly take out a couple cardamom chocolate chip cookies, please? And he gave that nice smile and he said, I'll try. And he managed to get the cookies out for me. By the way, that's one of my go-tos. The chocolate chip? The cardamom chocolate chips. They're good. He has so many other things. I mean, I know that's basically sort of the most basic thing he makes. And I still remember the first time I bit into one. So good. It was so good. Like a, like a poem. Like a, a like poem. A poem. Like a love poem. And he's so nice. And he's just, like, Noah's so nice. And he's so appreciative when anybody buys anything. And it's just, people don't understand. Like, you go and, you know, you could buy something anywhere, right? Like, how many times we see something on Instagram? Oh, I like it. Let me buy it. When you buy something from somebody local that has a dream to have a business, and you buy it and, like, you enjoy it, it's like, yeah, you're, you're buying it. But you're fulfilling like a dream and you're giving this person motivation to keep going and to pursue their business. So that's why it's so, so, so important always to support local. Like, do you agree with that? Completely. I strategically place him, by the way. He's at the very entrance of the market Mm -hmm. because he and his mom, Gloria, are so nice. Like, don't you, they're, they're perfect for the first people. They're so nice. They're so nice. in the market. And she has her, like, pouch, and she's like, let me see if I have change, right? <laughs> yes. And I saw Artisan Coffee. They're not there anymore since they opened the storefront, but they used no, to they be. Are. They still come. come. Okay. It varies when they come. And in fact, that's, I can make a little push here for the newsletter, because if you really want to know when people are going to come and when they're not going to come, you really need to be subscribed to the newsletter. Right. Um, so how do we do that? Like, how do we find out about the market if we don't know? Is there a website? The easiest way, well, there are two ways. One is that you can just Google Riverdale Y Sunday Market, and that should take you to both the webpage, which is on the Riverdale Y website, and it should also take you to the Facebook, to the Facebook group. Um, and the Facebook group is also a really important way to stay in touch because that's, I can update that. You know, so the, the Riverdale Y Sunday Market, that's the Facebook page? Yes. So the Riverdale Wise Sunday. So you could Google Riverdale Wise Sunday Market Facebook group. Okay. And it'll come up. You can also go to the Riverdale Y website. Um, you go just riverdalewy.org, and then there's a drop down, and it says, it sounds like a lot of steps, but it's not really. Riverdalewy.org, community, and then the Sunday Market will be right there. I have a question for you, actually. I don't know if it's a silly question, but. This is the Riverdale Y Sunday Market. Why is it at the Temple? Why not do it at the Y itself? We went back and forth on that one. Uh Uh-huh. And the reason really is that the Riverdale Temple is a more central site. Um, It's closer to the middle of Riverdale, and the Y is a little further... The Y is further away. Um, And there's also the perception in this neighborhood of... Of what's far away and what's not far away. Um, <laughs> hold on a minute on that one. Um, the other thing is that there's just no place to put it at the Y. We discovered that on Sunday. We knew it already, but we discovered it on Sunday that it takes away parking, and it's just there are too many things. It's a great. The, the temple's a great space. It really is. <laughs> now, and you also come out and do like you close the street sometimes too, right? You did Johnson Avenue. We did. We're allowed to do two events a year. Actually, every nonprofit is allowed to do two events a year for a street for a street closure. You're only allowed to be you're only allowed to use your you're only you're only allowed to use your employer identification number twice. Okay. For an event on the street. 
Which is unfortunate because people are always saying, well, you know, can we go back to Johnson Avenue? When are you going back to Johnson Avenue? We love Johnson Avenue. Um, but the, but it is what it is. Riverdale Temple, Riverdale Temple is, has made this whole, I mean, really, Riverdale Temple has made this whole thing possible. As I said, there is this perception of what is close and what is far. And Riverdaleans don't seem to realize that there is no other space in Riverdale large enough to hold the farmer's market. Um, I always say to people, I've lived here since 1980. Mm -hmm. I can walk this entire neighborhood in my mind, practically every foot of it. I've even gone to Google Earth to look because we were looking for sites. Um, That's how we ended up at Riverdale Temple. There is really... When people say, why can't you be at a more central location? Why can't you be closer to the middle of things? That's the answer. If someone would like to buy a building somewhere <laughs> around, somewhere, somewhere around Are you hearing this? Avenue and knock it down, and it would even be better if it was a really, if we made it into a really nice green space, that would be even better. <laughs> right, right. There's a green space. We got farmers markets and events, right? Exactly. I was at a farmers market in New Hampshire where there's a rolling, like rolling fields and the white mountains in the background. You know, that's another way to go. So, if there's any investors here in Riverdale that uh, is passionate about farmers markets, you can reach out to Sheriff Silverman. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But am I really? Just kidding. Um, so, and one thing I really admire about you, you are out there in that market in. I mean, it could be like 20 degrees, it could be 100 degrees, it could be raining, it, you, know, you are very dedicated, like that goes on, right? Like you don't really cancel unless there's a big storm. Consistency is so important. It is such a big thing to be able to say that we are there no matter what. And Luis, Luis of Warwasher's Bread, I mean, he puts it really well, because he says, well, I'm there every single week. He said, I think of myself as the mailman. That's how people rely upon us because they know that we're going to be there. Right. No, people, they love it. They, they really wait for this stuff. The bread man is great. Oh, Look, yeah. Yo, there is no keto when you look at that. That is, that is a beautiful work of art, that bread. It really is. And he, he, so he, it, we're talking at the, we're talking around Rosh Hashanah and I, I've got my round challah from yesterday. I'm yeah. all set. <laughs> and my honey from Boogie Down Bronx Honey. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, we, 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 we aim to please. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, you're out there in rain, sleet, snow, hail. You are there. That market is there. Unless, of course, there's like, you know, torrential. If there's like a torrential downpour, like you make that decision, like we're going to close. You're just like smiling because I feel like you'd still be there. You're like, there's a tent. We'll be all right. I was actually thinking of um, when I first started. And this was the arcade at Arcade. And everybody always says, well, you know, it's, isn't that a great thing to, be, to have a cover? It was so windy that it started raining in the middle of the arcade. And all the vendors parked their cars and trucks like we were, like, like we were at the corral. <laughs> <laughs> you know, circling our wagons. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, um, but... I mean, seriously, I think, yeah, we, we have been closed a, ha- a handful of times because, and part of it is that you just, you never know. 
it goes from minute to minute. Like it might be pouring one hour and then it'll be sunny the next hour. It's so hard. And then also these people, like they make, let's say you make pies, right? You're putting all this money and all this time into making pies. And if something gets canceled, it's like, wow, I have all this pie that I don't need now. So it's like it's, consistency is definitely key for the success on both ends, you know. Um, those are the days that um, those are the days that that the friendly fri- that the neighborhood fridges end up with a lot of food. Yes, and that's a beautiful thing. Redirecting the food to them is so. Anything left over sometimes will go to them. Oh yeah. Or every week. Um, it well, there it varies because I mean, let's I mean the produ- the the farms they they take their stuff back. I mean, right. they just they take it to another market. Um, but for example, Luis or washers, he donates all his bread at the end of the day. There was a day when Noble Pies didn't they? It was probably something like that, where there was weather or something, and there were and I they, he gave me a whole bunch of pies to put in the fridge. Um. And Rick Feldman, in fact, has his Farmer to Fridge initiative, which is looking for subscribers. Their goal is to raise $750 a month to spend on produce from the farmers and donate it to the fridges. So they sp- they actually buy produce, and sometimes they'll, they'll buy dairy, also from General Cochran Farm. And he tries to spread it around. So one week he, one week it's Doremi Farms, another week it's Gonzalez Farm. Because the point is that it benefits both the farmers and the and and the people who need the food. So if any, so all those who are listening out there, we have the Farmer to Fridge subscription service. Okay. And um, like, are you still looking for more vendors? I'm always looking for more vendors. So if I have a, a business, how do I connect? You can go to the website. Um, Riverdale Wise Sunday Market, Google it, and there's a little button right in the middle that says Community Guidelines, and you click on that and you follow the instructions. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that, you know, if you have a small business and, you know, it's primarily food, but I've seen candles there. I've seen other things as well, right? Yes, definitely. There's no restrictions, really. There's a balance. I mean, no live animal. <laughs> I love live animals. <laughs> you want to bring a goat? I mean, let's, let's, let's talk. Um, plenty of weeds out there. Um, there's a balance. I mean, it, it, with a farmer's market, you need to have enough food vendors to have craft vendors, to have craft and artisan vendors. I see. You can't have more. You can't have you more can't. candles than food. No. You have to have, I would say, like, two-thirds at least two-thirds food and one-third craft right yes because it is a farm at the end of the day it's a farmer's market exactly and if you go to different farmer's markets you can see what works and what doesn't work and it's funny because there do you go to other farmer's markets all the time okay i've been to a lot and you're like "Mm, this could be better or "Mm, they have it they have it together right exactly and i say um and I say, oh, we need to do that. Exactly. Inspiration. I don't know if you've ever done this. I just thought of something right now in my head. Have you ever done tote bags that yeah. have your logo? We have a tote bag, a gorgeous tote bag uh-huh. that was designed by Lovey Pinata. Okay. And we sell it at the market every week. I would love to see it. And it is gorgeous. And people walk around. Like, that's so cute. And it's like promotion for you as well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Sheer Silverman. You. Now, you've been here since 1980. Yes. You live in North, South, Spite, and Dival. Where do you live? At the moment, I live in North Riverdale. North, North Riverdale. Um, what are some businesses that you like to go out and support in our community? Like, where are you getting your coffee, or where are you going out for dinner? Or 
Now I'm walking my way. I'm walking around the neighborhood. You're walking. That's why there's a pause. (laughs) Um, I like, I love Pad Thai at Moonstar Grill. Okay. Um, I love the matzo ball soup at, um, at Lehman's. Lehman's. I mean, these are just, these are the things that always come to my mind. Um, There's that new deli, the Johnson Deli on 235th Street. Yeah, everyone's loving that deli. It's good, right? It's fresh. It's good. It's good. Um, so I've I've developed a what, specialty. What there. pharmacy do you go to? Oh, I go to Riverdale Specialty. Riverdale Specialty, which is um, in North, right? With Skyview. No, it's on Johnson. Riverdale Specialty. Where is that? Next to Brown Howard Stevens. Yes. Okay. It's the one. It's closer to Menchie's. Okay, that's where you go. So they're amazing at Riverdale Specialty. I actually go there because. They carry a certain, they carry a, a brand, the, they carry the right brand of medicine for me. I have gone to River to Regal Pharmacy for many, many years, and they are also quite wonderful. Right, they are And great we people. are really lucky to have both. I mean, when I was a kid, there was um, Ace Pharmacy, which is amazing, and it went out of business. Regal, I love Regal, because it's like a little general store. So it's your pharmacy, but there's also little gifts, and I love the, I love all that stuff. And the people there, I mean, and I see, I see the Robert, the pharmacist. I see him at the market. Robert and Barbara, who's like my favorite and I person. See Barbara all the time. Barbara and Zender. I see Barbara on Facebook all the time. She is something <laughs> else. I love her. So supportive of everybody and all things community. And then you can stop by Liebman's and get your matzo ball soup and the hot dogs. Oh, when and they the had that me. hot dog for two fifty during August, I was in there like all the time. Um, I do get my, I get my hummus from Irvington Delight. But Liebman's on my Irvington. Is really good. Irvington Delight. Where's that? In Irvington? Market. Oh, but they come to the market. They come to the market. Now, where do you grocery shop for your house? Other than the market, of course. Um, most, I, I spread it around, but the, my go-tos are Garden Gourmet and the key food on 235th Street. Okay. Oh, and I recently moved to North Riverdale, so I've been going to the, the Sea Town on Moshlu. On Moshlu? You like it? They're really nice there. Mm-hmm. And it's really handy. I want to share with people, I did, I have all these crazy ideas. We did a spelling bee a few months ago, um, and it was like really hard. Uh, You know, these words, I didn't even know how to pronounce these words. And the winner of the first spelling bee was Shira Silverman. So, and it was very, um, it got very aggressive towards the end there. No, I'm kidding. I was like saying words. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And you're giving me the definition and the spelling. So you're so smart and you're so intelligent. What's another fun fact about you? I think the fun fact about me that everyone knows is that I really like bunnies. You like bunnies. Um, the fact that maybe people don't know about me is that I really like Bananagrams. I love playing Bananagrams. I've always wanted to buy it, but I don't know how to play it. So maybe you could sh- I'll teach, teach me. I'll teach you how. Bananagrams. I just like it because it comes in the pouch. It looks like a banana. It's so cute. And I can beat anyone at Remy Q. Oh, I don't know about anyone because I'm really good at that game. So that might be, that's my oh, favorite. Now we're have to sit I learned how to play that game at the Hebrew home at Riverdale, okay? In the adult <laughs> day center. So I don't know, Shira. You may have met your match on that one. <laughs> I have a really nice set. Ah, we have to. I love Remy, and you don't find too many people who like play it. So that right, I can't find too many. No, everybody wants to play like bananagrams. I love Remy Cube. We'll have to have a little Remy Cube date for sure. Um, what's one thing you love about Riverdale and our community in general, and what's one thing that you think um, could change? 
what do I love? One thing that I love about Riverdale in particular, um, I mean, what, what immediately came to my mind is how physically beautiful Riverdale is. So that's, I mean, that's a big thing. One thing that I think could be better about Riverdale, we have a very strong community here, and I have been very fortunate to be part of that community. And I'd like to call out my synagogue, Congregation de Gila, mm-hmm. because they have, they have enriched my life, and in the, at the difficult times, they have never let me fall. Ever. I think that what could get better is to is to make it stronger. There are there are I mean there are there are a lot of various I think there are distinctions in this distinctions made in this neighborhood. I think that I think that our connection to the rest of the Bronx could be made stronger. Right, I, mean, I agree. I mean historically, I mean when I was a kid Riverdale was did not want to admit it was part of the Bronx. And that has changed a lot over right. time, which is amazing. But we can do more. And that's one of the things that I that we're trying to do at the Y also is to reach out, you know, to reach outside of Riverdale to make connections to make it possible to get more done in Riverdale and beyond. I just kind of flip back and forth. Because when you, no, I totally agree. Because for me, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, at times Riverdale can be very clicky. Would you agree with that statement? Yes. Okay. So it can be very clicky. And I think we all have like the same goal at the end of the day. We want to make our community a better place. So I know you and I were speaking about this before that I think also what can change is people coming more together and working together, right? Not being so separated. Yes. And not having not not having our own agendas, you know, we all have a we all have something we're trying to do. But there's a difference between having something we're trying to do and imposing our agendas on somebody, on another organization, or another individual. Right. Part of it is communication. I mean, sometimes I don't know about you, but sometimes I expect certain things of other people, or I expect them to behave in a certain way. And then I sit down and talk to them. And they don't. Well, it's we manage to bridge those. We manage to bridge the gaps. Right. And it's unexpected, and it's really productive. I mean, I. I it's funny that word I, that I just came up with that word, productive. But I think it's really important because it's about actually getting the job done. Right. D- despite ev- well. I say, then I say, despite everything, and then I say, but the whole point is that, and the whole point is that we're going to work together and not, and so that we're not, we're not making things more difficult. There won't be a despite. Right. I think everyone just get over themselves and let's just work together. Right. That's right. And to, and to not put barriers in the way. Right. One of the things when we first went to Riverdale Temple, we were working with, um, we were working with someone in Christian Messenger. Um, we were working with Christian and and and, um, and and David as well at the temple. Um, we're still working with David, um, and a lot of this is thanks to David, by the way. And um, 
what we said the entire time was it's just logistics. It's just about figuring figuring out how to make something happen. It's not right. whether it will happen. It's figuring out how to make it happen. Right. And make it the most impactful as it can be. And make it the most impactful. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, no. I, you know, I really want to thank you for coming and speaking to us today at the Four Bronx Community Podcast. So you can check out uh, Shira and the Riverdale Y Sunday Market online. And every Sunday, 11, it is 11 to... Every Sunday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oh, God, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. every Sunday. And, um, you know, please go out and support these vendors. They need your support. And it's fresh food. It's amazing food. Shout out to the Conklin Farms and those donuts. Get it with the sugar. (laughs) So thank you, Shira, for joining us. Uh, Thank you to KRVC 505 West 236th Street for allowing this podcast to use the community space. Until next time, Riverdale. Well, friends, that wraps up another episode of the Four Bronx Community Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, email me today at laurafourbronx at gmail.com. Join us next time.